Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello, and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And I know if you've been following my posts all week, some of you have said metaverse. Wait, what is metaverse? Well, I'm excited because we have um, a cutting edge innovator who is building a brand, building platforms, and being able to shift how we are moving forward in meeting and connecting and using our creativity to do it. So let me tell you a little bit about Bianca Jackson. She is an award-winning entrepreneur who is based out of Baltimore, Maryland. Her background in tech, digital marketing, and social impact has landed her and um, her and associated projects, such as her awards being a Pulitzer Prize. She has 40,000 plus followers on LinkedIn and the coveted speaking opportunities at events such as SXSW, Digital Summit Philadelphia, and Tech Inclusion New York. Her work has been featured in publications such as Forbes, Washington Post, and Tech Republic. Now, I know those of you who are on the radio don't realize, but this young lady is young. And she has already done so much. So we are going to uh, lean in to receive her wisdom and unpack from the beginning to now, how does she do it? What is she continuing to do? And what should we know about her process and the potential of this thing called the metaverse? So welcome to the conversation on the flip side, Bianca. Well, thank you for having me. And so, you know, what's really funny. Uh, a lot of people think I'm young, but I'm not that young. I just look young. See, look. <laughs> <laughs> good genes, good genes. <laughs> so I, 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 I want to get to the metaverse, but I know that there's a story before we even get to there. And I know as an entrepreneur as well, I often ask when I'm listening to where someone is, my immediate first thought is, so how did they get there? So I would love to be able to walk our listeners through telling us a little bit about your background so that we, when we land in the metaverse, we understand how we got there. <laughs> I mean, that's a great question. And I will say this, like I've loved computers and computer science ever since I was a kid. Right. And so I got my first one when I was 10, 
And it was around the time, and I don't want to date to myself too much, right? But it's around the time where dial-up was, you know, wasn't in everyone's homes. You know, you might have had that at the library, but you were fancy or your family was rich if you had the internet in your house. And so that's when you plugged in your um, telephone cord um, to the computer and it do, 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 do. And then you thought AOL was the internet. And so it really starts from that place, right? And so learning about computers, about programming, in middle school, high school, went to Drexel University, you know, as an information systems graduate. And then I entered corporate America, you know, just doing different um, project management and kind of business analyst roles within tech. And so when I got to my last position in corporate America, I had the opportunity of managing an emerging tech team. And so I like to tell people um, it was the experience was like, Uh, being asked to lead or to coach the the U.S. ski team without ever stepping on snow before, right? And so as you can imagine, right, Emerging Tech, I had spent all this time learning web, mobile, backend, databases, things like that as far as managing projects, but never Emerging Tech. So there was a lot of research (laughs) that I had to do. And so the Emerging Tech that we were working on was VR, um, primarily at the time. And we built three products while I was there. One of the last products actually won a Pulitzer Prize. And so VR and AR are pretty much components of the metaverse. And so it's so funny because as people talk about it now, they're like, oh my God, what is this thing in the metaverse? It's like, well, you actually been in the metaverse for a really long time, or at least your kids have, right? And so, you know, for example, if your kids play with Roblox, right, you've been buying Robux, you're in the metaverse. If you are using filters for Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook, you're in the metaverse. So there's different pieces that people really don't, they don't realize that they're using, but you're already there. And so that's the starting point. And so a couple of years back, you know, after managing those um, projects, I left the, um, I left the company and then I went around the United States speaking, right? So South by Southwest, Tech Inclusion, Digital Summit on New York, and Digital Summit Philadelphia, sorry. And just really trying to bring people into understanding what was coming from a technology mm-hmm. perspective. And so as we were mm-hmm. chatting a little bit, like this is the future of socialization, right? This future of commerce, yeah. commerce. And yes. so it was really important for me to share with people what I knew and what I knew was coming. And so now with um, the reemergence <laughs> in interest, yes. universe, of course, due to NFTs, I think now is a, a, a pretty more important time than ever for people to really, really pay attention and actually take some action. Yes. And there are a couple of nuggets that as you were just talking uh, that spoke to me about your character, uh, thinking about an entrepreneur that how many times have some has someone actually been studying, working in their craft, identifying a particular area and a new opportunity comes. And because they're unsure, they're so focused on what they've been doing that they pause and hesitate to walk into the next moment. But as I listened to how you just explained walking into your next moment, you were willing to do the work to catch up with and understand, okay, what's on the horizon? Stop getting so focused on where I am in this moment. I need to stand here, but look forward. 
coming from a place of recognizing sometimes, especially as entrepreneurs, we get so caught in focusing on where we have built expertise and we're so wedded to where we're standing that we're focused on where we're standing, where we can stand here. But in order to stay relevant, we have to be looking at the horizon. So were there any other defining moments that helped you remain relevant and innovative as you've continued to build your business as well as you as a speaker? That actually is a really great question. And I'll actually start with when I was still in corporate, right? And so one of the the, the defining moments of even how I got here is that that team was so diverse and diverse in, you know, people, diverse in thought. I mean, just diverse. And it was one of the best working experiences that I've ever had in my life, right? And so while I took it upon myself to learn as much as I could learn, whatever I couldn't figure out on my own, they were more than willing to sit down and talk me through just different technology, different things to go look at, different things to study, and also just teach me, right? And so that was really helpful because what it showed me is that for this emerging technology, there is a place for everybody, right? And so that was one thing. The second thing was I got this really crazy idea that I was going to go to South by Southwest. And so if you know about this conference, the tickets are pretty yes. pricey, right? Yes. And so about two weeks. <laughs> and I got this crazy idea is I'm going to pitch them on a workshop idea, right? And so the guys were like really supportive of me doing that. And so I came up with this idea. I was like, all right, I'm going to pitch the idea of women in color in VR and AR as a session. And at the time I was like, I, I didn't see anything on their schedule that looked like that from years prior. I was like, this is going to be good. Right. And so I went through this whole strategy of reaching out to just different influencers or people who were already making noise in the space. And I got three of the people that I didn't know to say yes. And so, you know, just the, the bravery of it all, right? For me, I just wanted to be the facilitator of the panel and just have them talk. And so what wound up happening was um, South by Southwest actually, um, they converted it to like a meetup, which was fine. And so we, I still got a ticket to South by Southwest. Um, I got to meet one of the influencers and also a bunch of other people. So that was definitely a defining moment of, again, I came into this not knowing anything, right? And I spent two, almost two years researching, doing demos for the company, um, learning as much as I can, talking to the team, working on the projects, understanding the technology. And it was just like, you know, how hungry are you to learn this new thing, right? And so and, right. And not, not only hungry, but like how brave are you to go after something that just seems completely impossible, but it didn't seem impossible to me. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to submit this proposal and they're going to accept it. And that's just what it is. And that's what happened. My first time going to or attending South by Southwest, I submitted a proposal and it was accepted. That's it. And yes. so I think a lot of times, kind of like to the point that you were saying, as entrepreneurs and even people in general, we tell ourselves why we can't do something versus trying to figure out how we can do it. And so, All the time. yeah. And so if for me, it was really starting from a place of just fearlessness and just continuing with, with that. And so when I left, I, again, you know, went speaking about representation and VR and AR, you know, business opportunities in the space, as well as career opportunities as well. And so that was the basis. Uh, what was a defining moment though, was when I got to Baltimore, 
I pitched someone on an idea of an emerging tech program and it just wasn't received the way that I thought it would. And so that impacted me a whole lot because I put that technology and my, my thirst for it to the side for now until I was just like, you know, it just kept coming back up. Like just, there was someone who reached out to me who wanted to do a VR, um, kind of like a, a VR showcase in the space. So we did that. Um, you know, just being able to go, I was supposed to go back to South by Southwest um, in 2020 to talk about like AI and machine learning. And then that got shut down. So like the emerging tech stuff was still kind of like lingering, like, hey, we're here, come talk about us. And so it just, it just continued to just, uh, what's the word? Reemerge. I think that's the word. It just kept coming up and I couldn't get away from it any longer. And so with COVID and everyone moving their events to virtual, uh, it, 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 VR, AR, the metaverse came back up as an option for people who didn't necessarily want to just do their events and Zoom and hop in and, and any other video, video um, conferencing platform. So those were some pretty defining moments. Um, but the biggest one recently was after seeing everything that happened with COVID with our event space, um, Brick Rose Exchange yes. in Baltimore, it became apparent that we needed to diversify. So we were already doing live events and so now it's just like, all right, we're going to do events in the metaverse, right? And so that decision came in December. And so now, like I shared with you before, yes. um, we we made quite an impact in, in the time that we have been doing it. And I'm just looking forward. Like we just recently was funded by Facebook. And I just want to continue doing this work, right? Like I already have the history, like five to six years at this point. But now reintroducing myself to the community that I'm in and also nationally and globally is like, okay, how much more can we do? And so I'm really excited about the opportunities of working with some young people, um, bringing them into the space and also some older people. I think a lot of times when people think about uh, emerging tech, they don't think about the elderly, but I got some things cooking in the background um, for that. But all of it is um, part of the story, part of the journey. Yes. So I want to, we're already getting ready to take a break, but before we go on break, there's something that you just said, because I'm looking at our Facebook feed, the comments that are coming in, the questions that are already coming in, as well as I know this is an international platform with listeners of various generations. So I know I want us to slow down a minute because you have been throwing around two letters, two sets of letters, and everyone doesn't know what VR. Now I know what VR is and AR, but actually let's use the words before we continue to use those two letters. So people understand what you're talking about. Sure. So VR, virtual reality, so just imagine there is a imaginary world or virtual world that you go into. You got augmented reality, AR, which you're augmenting your reality with something else, right? So think about your filters, the cats, the, the, the funny faces and the glasses and the funny hats. That's AR, <laughs> augmented reality. Yes. So when we come back from our next break, I'd love for us to jump into actually talking about your transition, understanding Brick Rose Exchange. 
So tell them about the actual brick and mortar business. And then what is or what are the experiences that you're now also building around the metaverse? And why should we get excited about it? Because it is going to be different than Zoom. (laughs) So when we come back from this next break, I want you to stay close to uh, this conversation because if you want to remain creative, if you want to create experiences for your team, for your ministry, because multiple different platforms, whether it be congregations and churches, whether it be youth groups, whether it be corporate America, there's an opportunity for us to learn and begin to move into this new reality that we all have. Meeting in person, we've discovered that we can get a lot done and not actually be in the same room. But now we're getting ready to share with you how you can do it creatively and innovatively. And people will be talking about your event for months after it is over. So stay close. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates. And I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she is being redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoates.com for more information. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veardra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Well, welcome back. I know I'm just on 10 because this whole, Bianca allowed me in our initial 
preparation for this conversation. She let me go into a gallery experience of the metaverse. And I know this is cutting edge opportunity. So we've been talking a little bit about Bianca's background and not only her professional experience, but her character, her willingness to be fearless and to step into moments, not shrink back, but recognize that I might not know everything in this moment, but I know I can do the work to get to the place that I'm ready to share with others. And so that kind of innovation, character, and energy is everything for us when we're talking about creating a flip side to your story. So she's already shared how she has been the first in several situations, and she's figured out how to stand strong in those moments. And before our break, I asked her to get ready to not only tell us about the Brick Rose Exchange, which is her brick and mortar actual facility, but in a pandemic, she took not only the brick and mortar experience, but expanded it to the metaverse. And so Bianca, can you tell us a little bit about the actual Brick Rose Exchange and how is that now exploding with the metaverse? Oh, I think you're muted. Um, oh, can you hear me now? Oh, there we go. Yep. Yeah, I say you're so exciting. Uh, so when it comes <laughs> to Brick Rose Exchange, uh, we opened our doors in July, 2019. And so we've, we weathered the pandemic basically. And so we've actually been able to do um, revenue ourselves, you know, two times each year. So, which is good. Um, we, we took some really unusual risks and things like that to really keep it open. And so we're, we are in Baltimore, um, not too far from downtown. If you're familiar with the Fells Point Canton neighborhood, we're somewhere in there. If you know, Captain James, <laughs> we're right down the street from the big boat. And so in our time that we've been open, not only have we been able to do that, but we've done a lot of work for the community. So social impact and philanthropy are at the cornerstone of what we do. And so the work that we've done around the community and artists and creatives and small business owners and families, um, our work has been, uh, I guess you could say, supported and funded by like American Express, Comcast, BGE, and most recently Facebook, right? And so now with the metaverse, well, let me go back. So COVID was basically a catalyst for why we needed to diversify, right? And so while, you know, we were able to keep our doors open, it was just like, we needed to add more just in case if anything like this ever happens again, right? And so it was a natural uh, transition in my eyes, right? You know, from being a live event space to a doing events in the metaverse. I'm like, this is a no brainer. And also I just had the background for it, right? And also it was met with the perfect storm of everyone's being, everyone being interested in it, right? And so it just made sense. It made sense to do, to give people another option. Like you said, a creative option, way creative than Zoom. Um, to be able to meet with clients, customers, the community, um, even to to listen to people for forums, like there's so there's so many possibility and the opportunities are endless. And I just want people to start thinking about what could I do in in, in the metaverse, right? And so, you know, I teach classes, I run boot camps around it, and you know, I'm working. Like I said, I got some things cooking 
for the boomers and um, also corporations. But I, I just want people to understand and start thinking about what can I do in the, in the metaverse? And if you don't know, there's a class that I do that people can actually attend uh, to get more information about that. So Wonderful. So I'd like for our listeners, and we talked about kind of walking through articulating how is a metaverse experience an opportunity yeah. to just blow the minds of your participants so, and, and I don't want to blast Zoom too much because it's supporting us in this moment. So we want to thank Zoom, but we can build from where we are and recognize if you are tired of holding meetings with the checkerboard or presentation and, you know, you got the partridge squares of everybody in the gallery view and you actually want to have individuals enter into a space and you're facilitating. So tell us, paint a verbal picture of, you know what? I'm gonna paint a verbal picture of an example of an event and walk us through that moment. Oh man, it's such a great question. So actually an event we did about two weeks ago, right? So we actually had a sponsor speaker series. So um, Dr. Um, Cleo came in and was talking to us about um, Black love, right? And you know how to heal generational trauma amongst Black people. And so it was a really informative, it was inspiring, it was engaging because not only were we in the virtual gallery that had artwork and all the artwork represented just different images of Black love, but to have that conversation in a virtual space like that. And so just imagine uh, at night, most people don't want to leave their houses, right? And so you can just go to your computer, go to your phone, go to your headset, and now be inside this space, this world, this virtual space with all these other people listening to the same content, interacting with each other. And so when you start thinking about just showing up differently, right? Like a lot of times when we go to events, we are um, anxiety, right? And for those of us who are introverts, it's just like, oh my God, I don't wanna be here too long. I don't wanna talk to anybody. Well, I'm not sure if anyone's gonna talk to me. So a lot of that just is erased, right? And so there's this real sense of like belonging, um, for the people who are organizing the event, you can like really amplify, you know, your reach uh, through PR, through connection, like people having a really good time and not feeling the stress of every the everyday, the, the everyday ills of being in person, right? And so going even beyond that, there's more opportunities to make money, right? And so in that particular in that particular exhibit or experience, there were sponsorships. So imagine taking your virtual event, you're bringing all these people together for connection, for belonging, but you're also making money, right? And so that's just one example of what could happen. And so for us in our physical space, we actually have art shows and showcases. So for me, it was just mimicking a lot of the live events that we already do, but bringing them into the metaverse inside this virtual space. And so that just gives you an example. If you've ever been to an art museum, just imagine that's what it was and somebody was speaking. But you got really cool avatars. It looks like Sims. It's fun. Um, you know, and the whole environment was customized and they had like a particular feel, like the feel was love, right? Like how do we... Yes. Well, this love. And so 
it, it, it goes way beyond, like you said, the checkerboard squares and the partridge family. <laughs> but just imagine, instead of them looking at somebody's flat face on this flat screen, that you see their bodies and they're floating and walking around the space. And, you know, you can do different movements. I had people dancing in there, like they were doing the the, the mashed potatoes. And like, it was, it was, <laughs> it was crazy, but it was good, right? It was good because- right. A lot of times we don't go out in public for whatever reason. Sometimes for women is, oh, my hair is not done and my nails aren't done. And for men is like, I'm tired and my wife wants me to get home early. So you kind of eliminate all of those things by people being able to get on with any type of device that they have. So their phone, their computer, and also a headset, right? And so several years ago when, you know, VR, um, you know, kind of made like the big splash, right? because of like the different movies and stuff that were out, the only way you can really get on was a headset. And then there were some beginning products where you could use a computer, but no one had phone access. And so like the technology is just blowing everything out the water. You're definitely crushing the digital divide and making everything accessible. And that's why I'm so excited about this. And for me, it's important that I help to usher as many people in as safely as possible. Um, and also make sure that they have a fun experience. Like I want people when they get to the metaverse, like, oh my God, this was cool. When can I come back? And so the other thing that I think is really important, there was a study done for um, for people who visited metaverse environments, especially like if it was an e-commerce related environment, mm-hmm. that it was what, 70% of visitors said that they one would return and also that they would actually buy something out of that experience, Right. And so that's something, you know, related, but a little bit off tangent. But I just want to talk about the importance of that. Right. The importance of that is how many people go to a website. Let's just say out of 100, how many people actually buy? You got maybe like one to two percent, one to two percent matching 70 percent of people who are willing to buy and will buy from like kind of like this e-commerce metaverse experience. There's a lot of opportunity. And I just don't want people to get left behind because they may not know, they may have heard of it, they may not know where to go get information. And so again, like in our in the class that I teach, we talk about these things, right? And we start, you know, talking about business strategy, what you could do. You know, I even highlight, you know, what some big brands are doing so you can kind of like peek in because I know a lot of people aren't going to follow Google alerts or anything, or, you know, just even all these news articles, but I do. Right. And so being able to get the shortcut, right. Uh, The cheat code, call it right. So you (laughs) have to spend all that time doing it because I'm already doing it. My team is doing it. And so it's just like, come learn the information, get the fast track. So I would love for those who are listening, who are thinking about, how could I create my next event to envision being able to sit down with you and your team and begin to really use creativity? Because the concept is I'm not coming to an event to just watch it on the screen. I build my avatar and I enter into the event. That changes the game, especially, and how you began to talk about, even before we began to really unpack the metaverse, you and your, I keep coming back to it, but I have to because I think it's foundational. You and your character 
of keeping your eye on supporting minority businesses, those who you can actually touch in the community. Because your character was there first, you're now laying the opportunity for financial boom and direction because you're already a giver. So now you're trying to encourage the rest of us, get on board because the train is getting ready to leave the station and now technology is within our reach. So as, as I'm hearing you say, we don't have to have the big headset anymore in order to go into the metaverse. We actually could sit with you and your team and create the conference, invite individuals who want to, I think of Beyonce and Fierce, <laughs> Sasha Fierce, I could co- create Sasha Fierce and show up at an event and have my avatar be a part of an event and have an opportunity to create vendorship, to be able to do, I believe, auctions, to have any type of platform that actually is generating revenue at the same time. So if I heard you correctly, One, we can be a part of innovative technology that's not complicated. You've done the work already, so you're able to help us create and customize the Metaverse event. And when our guests arrive, they are so enthralled, they're going to want us to do it again. And it is a money-making opportunity to build our platform, our business, and our products in a whole new way. Did I catch all the key points? You did. And I think we need to take this show on the road. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. This is an opportunity if those entrepreneurs who are sitting on the edge of their seat and they're wondering, how can I make a shift in my company. And you said my words. So I know that we're just getting to know each other, but my word, my um, first published book outside of um, in not just self-publishing, but it was actually published by a publisher. So the first book that I took to a publisher to be printed, the name was Fearless Conversations with the Limitless God. And I stress in that book that I'm not talking about fearlessness as recklessness, but it's recognizing I'm going to go in this thing and regardless of what goes up or down, I can't lose because I'm going to innovate and continue to create. So we have three minutes before we take our, our next break. Where are you when you're thinking about your journey as an African-American woman in this moment? What are the key habits that help you stay standing? That's a loaded question. (laughs) I would say- And guess what? We got two minutes. Yeah, I would say the key habits are continuing to do stuff like this, right? building relationship, building connection, um, reinvigorating relationships, 
studying, research. I read so much content. I watch so many videos. And also, even when I get in conversations like this, I'm always listening for opportunities, right? And opportunities from the sense of what is it, what is it that people don't know that they need help with, right? Yeah. Because we all know if you can solve a problem, you can do anything with that, right? And so I know that there are a lot of business owners and even corporate leaders, business leaders who are just like trying to figure out what they're going to do in this space. And I want them to, when they start thinking about this and they start having a conversation, they're like, you know what? We need to talk to Bianca. Mm -hmm. We need to talk to Bianca. Yes. We need to do something yes. with Rose Exchange. Like I want them to already start making the name synonymous with Bianca Metaverse. <laughs> Rick yes. Rose Metaverse. I love that. So. I love that. Because you've done the work and they recognize I don't have to continue to struggle with this. Let me let's call Bianca so that we can quickly move forward and stay ahead of those. Because if we're honest, there are many who are entrepreneurs, but they're afraid of actually creating or strengthening their reach muscle. And if you're listening and you're willing to reach and reach for more, this is your opportunity to call Bianca. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, before we take our next break, Bianca, what is your website address? So that while we're on this next break, people can begin to look for the metaverse on your platform. Sure, I'll drop it here in the chat, but I'll also um, say it at the same time. So this is for the class. So it's www.brickrosemetaverse.org. So it's like brick on a wall, rose like a flower, metaverse.org. And so that'll take you to the class that you know I do every two weeks. So I think the next one um, is coming up on the 8th. Uh, so you can definitely join that class. All right, March 8th. If you have been intrigued, this is your opportunity to go grab your spot, grab your spot and recognize you can be fearless. It is not something that is outside of your reach. This moment is a destiny moment. It's a pivot moment. Don't miss it. We will be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently and your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose. My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame 
to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoats.com for more information. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. I hope you have been enjoying this cutting edge conversation. We're creating opportunity. Now you have to decide, are you going to take it? This is the moment in time. We already shared, it's not something that you have to figure out on your own. Bianca and Brick Rose Exchange have already begun doing the homework for you. And this is your opportunity to create experiences, not just a meeting, to create connection, not just a conversation, and create relationships in a virtual setting that remain safe for individuals who may not necessarily arrive or feel confident to show up in in person. It is the best of both worlds. So we've been talking a lot about your character and this opportunity, but I know it has not been easy. So will you be willing to share with us what have been some of the challenges to creating a shift and a pivot, especially in a pandemic? Oh, wow. I mean, you have some really great questions. I, I would say this. Um, <clears throat> I'll start at the beginning of the pandemic. So while everyone was pretty much laying off people, I did something crazy. I actually hired people. And so I went from, it was me and another person to our team became six people. And so what I realized between the two of us initially that while we had great ideas, it was helpful to get more people in and also more people who could help out with the physical space. So the young lady was actually based in California. I needed more help here in Baltimore and also just more, more ideas. And so we went from a team of two to six and between the six of us, we, we brainstormed, we brainstormed really ideas. And so I did something even crazier. Um, we weren't making money. So I had to pay people out of my savings. Right. But it was the best decision that I made because if I didn't do that, we wouldn't have came up with the ideas. We wouldn't have had more hands to help out. And so it helped us actually stay open and actually helped us put us on a trajectory of doing really, really well. And so that was the first thing, right? Um, having that faith that this was the right thing to do when everyone else was doing something completely opposite, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing was, you know, because the space was closed, what could we do? We could help out the community. And so while we were not, or we are not a nonprofit, we are a social enterprise. So like I said, social impact and philanthropy is at the cornerstone of our business model. So we said, you know, 
Um, my background, I used to work for the school district in Philadelphia. And, you know, I did some after school work as a STEM teacher here in Baltimore. And so as I was watching the news and saw that school children here in Baltimore wouldn't be able to eat because a lot of kids eat at school, it really broke my heart, right? It broke my heart in a lot of different ways. And so I remember um, having all this anxiety and panic about like, all right, how are we going to pay the mortgage? And I just, I, I just, I don't want to get too religious, but basically the, the the message was around, don't worry about that. Just do something for the kids. Right. And so at the start of the pandemic, we raised money and food and art supplies for 12 families. Right. And so we did that. And so what was really great about after we executed that, I got an email from the bank that says, hey, we're going to cover the, the payments for nine months, right? And so you're just talking about faith, right? Yes, <laughs> faith, yes. Um, you know, just being um, being obedient. I think that's yes. the best way of describing it. Being obedient to what you're instructed to do. And it's just like, okay, so you got having a team going from two to six, right? Crazy, Right. Um, you know, taking our resources and giving back to the community, although we weren't making money, but we we're still blessed in another way. And so it's, it's, it's been pivots like that of doing a thing that that doesn't seem to make the most logical sense. But I knew that from a faith perspective, that's what we had to do. And so even doing that, the food drive, it helped us to do more philanthropy type work throughout the pandemic. And so that work has gotten us recognized by major corporations, as well as the innovation for the programs that we put forth. And so like one was we actually had pop-ups for pop-up vendors, but we went a step further. So in, in addition to having space for pop-up vendors to come sell at our location, we actually gave them sales and marketing training, right? And so yes. just think about it like that. Like how many, how many pop-ups have you gone to where you see the vendors and you're like, oh, you know, if they had a better setup or, you know, people, you know, just had, you know, a better sales pitch that they could have made more money. Right. Or even just how to engage people walking by. But we went that extra step of providing them the service to them, the training to them. And so it made the difference. And so we were doing things like that. And so that's where the 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 transition the you know is this the right thing you know we're doing something different and just kind of just giving people an understanding of how brick rolls was starting what what is the the basis of it is coming up with really innovative ideas finding really cool partners right making sure that we still do good in a community, no matter what we're doing, right? And then we reinforce our brand name. And so those things, you know, kind of fit on something called like a flywheel. And so everything we do has to do those four things. And so um, that's that was pretty much the compass for making it through the pandemic. And um, there were a lot of hard times, right? You know, where, you know, rollback and restrictions, we had to shut down again, you know, you know, revenue went down or whatever, but we always got it back up, right? And so between the initiatives and working with the public and and just, I don't know, just continue to be innovative, right? This is yes. why we're here we are now. And so it became even um, more beneficial, especially adding tech back to the piece of it. Because I've always said, told people, my goal when I came to Baltimore in 2018, kind of like scoping everything out, was to have this space that makes art and tech. Well, now we get back to yes. that. And so I'm like beyond excited uh, to be able to do it in a way that a lot of people are interested now. 
They're yes. very, very interested. And so we're going to keep rolling with this interest. <laughs> yes. I love it. The the whole concept of this is not just about me. Now, I Living Strong, it was built out of seven key pillars of abundance. And our foundational pillar is faith. And the other six are tied to time and mindset and relationships and health and all of those elements, but foundationally it's faith. And when I think about the moment when you could have gotten stuck, instead of holding on to the fact that I should know or that I need to figure this out, you reached for others to bring to the table so that there are diverse voices for innovation. And through faith, as we continue to recognize what I'm doing actually isn't just about me, we absolutely, those who are believers, what we need will come to us if we continue to focus on the fact that what I'm doing is not just about us, it's about others as well. So we only have, this has flown by. I have loved this. And for those of you who uh, follow me on social media, and if you don't follow me on social media, I'm giving you a heads up right now. You need to, because I'm going to be asking Bianca, look, I'm putting her on the spot. I hope she doesn't close out the Zoom. So I'm going to ask her if she will send me a couple of screenshots of examples of a metaverse image. And with the replay tomorrow, if you didn't have pen and pencil, and you missed some stuff, guess what? The replay will play tomorrow. We will have it posted. But on my social media page, we're going to add a couple of images to also add to your picture of what we've been talking about. And then, Bianca, we have about three minutes. I want to make sure they understand what the class is for March 8th and how to enroll Take us out. Sure. So the the class on March 8th is basically for entrepreneurs, business leaders who are trying to figure out how to bring their business into the metaverse or bring the metaverse to their business, right? And so in the class, I give you examples of what some big brands are doing and also what some smaller companies are doing so that you can get some inspiration because a lot of times um, there's like a an intro question like video that I ask people to do because I really want to deliver content that's specific to them. And a lot of times people don't know what to ask, right? And so um, even with that, you coming in with at least an idea or some, some enthusiasm and motivation around wanting to learn what you're going to do, we will break down some ideas that you could take back and start to think about, right? And so that that's the more important thing. So you've heard about the metaverse, you're like excited and you're like, all right, I don't know what I can do there. That's what this class is. And so you'll be there with other people. And so the really cool thing about it is that it's in the metaverse. And so it's not on Zoom. Yeah, you get to come to my environment, right? You get to come to my environment, watch the class in the metaverse, and also be in the actual physical environment with your avatar. And I'm going to teach you how to dance. I'm going to teach you how to move. But you're going to learn some really impactful and 
valuable information that literally could take your business and help you amplify it and just provide better experiences for your clients, your customers, your teams, your members, whoever. And so um, you get there again, www.brickrosemetaverse.org. So brick on a wall, rose like a flower, um, brick rose metaverse. (laughs) So yes. Bianca, thank you so much. Not only for bringing us a valuable opportunity, but also providing guidance for entrepreneurs who have been afraid, because this has been scary. This has been a scary two years. But in this conversation, you just gave us a roadmap through your example of character and boldness of recognizing that if no one else is doing it, don't be afraid to step into the arena. If you don't know yet, don't be afraid to do the work. And guess what? Bianca and Brick Rose Exchange, Brick Rose Metaverse will support you if you begin to just take the first step. Well, my sister, I thank you so much for this conversation and I'm grabbing my spot. I hope you grab yours. Every listener, as soon as I get off, I'm registering for my spot. Make sure you don't miss this opportunity. As always, it has been an amazing conversation. Thank you again, Bianca, for being on the flip side. And listeners, I hope that you will stay connected every Thursday, same time, same place. Meet us right back here on the flip side. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.